very interesting episode of Write That Down. First of all, we are in person. Uh, finally getting back to, I remember one of our other goals uh, from New Year's resolutions was to <laughs> record in person at least twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that didn't happen when we were back in those days. Yeah, but here we are. It's early May. Yeah. I think we could probably get another one in person. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to because then you go to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, which is coming up soon. Didn't really think that one through. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, well, maybe we'll just do some mini-sodes. Yes. While that's happening. Yes. Or guest, guest hosts. Maybe. Uh, I mean, if you're okay not being on the show. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a few folks who'd be willing. Yeah. One is in the other room. One's in the other room. Another one lives in Delaware. Yeah. Well. Wow. Well. Let's not spoil some yeah, things. Not. <laughs> uh, you may also hear some very quick panting. Uh, that's because Mopsy's in the room with us. Yeah, that's her thing. She likes to <laughs> breathe fast. Yeah. She's not a huge fan of Brownie quite yet. Yeah, uh, Brownie loves Mopsy, uh, but a little bit too much. Yeah. Coming off a little strong. Coming off a lot strong. Yeah. Um. It is well documented now that Mopsy's whole head can fit <laughs> yeah, inside well, Brownie's well, mouth. Well, it's not documented, but we can't. We have personal, personal testimonies. testimony. That's what yeah. it is. Personal yeah. testimonies. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so she's she's probably just going to be roaming around for another ten minutes before she lies down. Yeah, that's her thing. She does but, that too. Uh, yeah, so I mean, last week we set up. Uh, kind of what we would be doing this week where we're trying to make something together. Yeah. But first, we got to have the idea. We got to have the kernel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call this because I feel like we could do this more than just today. Uh, yes, but the idea is this is different from a brainbow because we're not just coming up with stuff on the spot. Yeah, this is and, us pitching. Right, and, and I also think the caveat is that one of the things that we have to do is actually create one of these topics. So we both yeah. come come with topics for the table or, or sketch ideas or short ideas. And uh, and I guess the goal would be to create one of them, if you know, yeah. if not all of them, create one yeah. of them before we do something like this again yeah. to sort of put us in a position where we can say we've done something together because it's been quite some time yeah. since we've worked together on a project. Yeah, and, and have stuff for the real, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Exactly. So I, I guess to, to put some parameters on this, uh, we were thinking maybe this is called pitch meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also thinking earlier today, uh, it's just a segment called Picture This. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so sound off and, well, not comments, but sound off at swtd at gmail.com. We didn't plug that last week Yeah. Uh, on what you think uh, this should be called. But basically what we're doing today is we are going to... Pitch each other uh, two ideas of something that we can make. Uh, in the future, maybe it's, you know, anything from like documentaries or features or shows or just sketches or something like that. I think today uh, we are coming in for uh, pitching, uh, both of us pitching two ideas for uh, short sketches or just like shorts, short films, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, probably somewhere in the range from like three to 10 minutes or three to 15 mm-hmm. minutes or something like that. Uh, so basically being able to tell a story in a short amount of time or at least have, you know, a, a, a scene that mm-hmm. makes sense and isn't just like a minute long TikTok or right. something like that. Right, right, right. Um, see, I'm cool. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I know what TikTok mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I think I might get sucked in. I think I'm going to download TikTok. I think the reason I haven't gotten sucked in is because I haven't downloaded it. And so I'm sort of yeah. staying away. Now, there is, you know how they they make the TikToks like cross-platform. So you, you'll find yeah, like so you those see short it on videos Twitter, on Twitter. You see it on Instagram, like there's YouTube shorts now, yeah. so, uh, which is basically just re-uploading TikToks under a different Exactly. Name. And so that's, I think... I still kind of fall into like, yeah, I've watched some of those because it's just such a short period of time. It's so bad for our, uh, what is it? Your, uh, like, what is it called? I don't know. Anyways, the, so you get it? That's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like not comprehension, but, uh, attention no, your span. tension span. Attention span. There, there we go. Oh my goodness. It's, uh, it's so horrible for it because as soon as you're not interested in whatever's going on, boom, next thing. Yeah. Or if it's super interesting, 
uh, then there can be four or five more TikToks of exactly. It's, it's just oh yeah. I just I feel like I, the the longer I go without being on it, it's like I kind of have to know what's going on in that space, you know. Oh well, because the stuff that people are creating on it, it's it's genius. Yeah, there is some good stuff because on um, not only can you get some pretty solid information on stuff like uh, you know, there's it's you can get. I would say you probably should fact check stuff, but yeah. you can get yeah. you can get probably some good information on on certain things. It's in a format that is easily accessible, yeah, and digestible, and digest exactly, yeah. Um, as long as the messenger is good at exactly good at. right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I view it kind of as sort of the the Twitter for video. Sure, uh, it's shortened, of course. It's not your Vine. Because yeah. there's distinctions between yeah, the vine and the... that is explicitly six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Whatever, however length. But yeah. the, to, to condense uh, your entire story or whatever whatever information you're trying to convey in, in that period of time that you have and still have it be a cohesive, right? It takes talent to do it. And people have really started to master that. And I think TikTok in itself is going to really alter the way... Uh, commercials are created and the way marketing is done because TikTok does it correctly. Uh, and it does it correctly so much that if you watch a 30-minute TV commercial, they're shortened to a certain amount of time. 30-second? What did I say? 30 minutes. Oh, no, definitely 30-second. <laughs> yeah, 30-minute TV commercial would be a lot. No, the 30-second TV commercial, uh, a lot of times, aren't they're not great at yeah. all. Even the ones that spend millions and millions of dollars, they're spending yeah. millions of dollars on production, but also for the TV time. But but the way that you can chop up something on TikTok yeah. and sell something on TikTok that way, I think will start to influence uh, some other marketing things and, and venture into that field. Yeah. And I think uh, that's going to be foundational in the next couple of years, 10 years, 15 years on the way that we study media and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, suffice it to say, that is not what we're pitching here today. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's basically it. We're just uh, pitching a couple ideas to each other, seeing yeah. what we are passionate about most at the moment to see what what's uh, what we want to pursue, both in terms of like storytelling mm-hmm. and uh, visual uh, interestingness. Uh, or whatever mm-hmm. adjective you want to use, as well as just accessibility to actually be able to produce these That's, things. So, yeah, so the, one of the things going off of that, riffing off of that, um, one of the things that I wanted to think about in, you know, in venturing or looking at these ideas uh, is that, is it likely, can we realize a project like this? And yeah. it, can I think of a topic or can I think of a pitch uh, for something that is realistic? Because obviously I could, oh, I want to do a superhero movie. I want to do all this stuff. stuff but yeah. come on, let's re- yeah. really. Uh, <laughs> so when I, when I'm, and so this is one thing that I hope we can talk about in, when we start talking about your, how you came up with a certain idea or a certain sketch or something, uh, the parameters that you set and what was important, was it important that your idea and story came first or was it the, the equipment that is available to us and sort of the logistics and so that's actually what I'm really curious about. So since we're here and I'm talking now, we might as well just jump into one of your ideas if okay. you're ready for it. I guess so. I mean, it sounds like you just didn't want to go first. I mean, I can. Uh, I can, but I think... But I won't. You are a little more versed in this. Okay. Coming up with ideas, trying to flesh them out, even if you still have stuff on the docket from years ago. That you're still trying to flesh out. Yeah. I still think that this just idea of uh, thinking about stuff and pulling in characters and developing a story. I think you're a little more tuned to that versus my sort of I'm going to just get cool B-roll, get a nice audio clip and try to match it together and make it look appealing. And sure. Tell a story. Sure. Well, I guess I can get into mine then. Uh, so this is one idea. Now, this actually comes initially. So there is... Uh, just a little bit of background that, uh, yeah, just a little bit of background. Uh, there is a like tabletop game called Fiasco. I actually see it right on my bookshelf right by you. Uh, and Fiasco, I might have talked about it at some point, but it is basically 
uh, an improv game where you're just like improvising a movie. Uh, like you start, you start with dice, you roll them, and then that de- determines who your character is, what they want to get out of the situation, and it starts with the premise and things like that. And then you have the characters, you have the setting, and then you just go and you try to tell a fun story with like four other people. Uh, and so there's a YouTube channel called Easy Allies that I follow, yada, yada, yada. They do some uh, just like long podcasts where they play a game of fiasco. And there's one scene that I'm inspired by. So this isn't a wholly original idea, but it's kind of, you know, sure. expanding on what it is and trying to, to make it more of my own. Uh, and so basically, here here's what I wrote down as this pitch. Uh, so I have Jeffrey as just a placeholder name. Uh, Jeffrey is a down on his luck, uh, no, Jeffrey is down on his luck, uh, and failing to make ends meet at work, he meets a quote-unquote interesting co-worker, uh, who offers him the opportunity to make some cash through some less-than-legal means. Hold up, is this Squid Game? Squid Games? I don't think so. I mean, I haven't seen Squid Game. Oh, I think it's, I think this is a pretty interesting start. Well, the less-than-legal ways isn't, <laughs> isn't going to be, But it's like, with, it's like a game, Right. Well, it's not going to be a game. It's it's like we're going to oh, rob a bank a or something. Oh, this is a scene. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. The co-worker uh, offers him the opportunity to make some cash through some less than legal means. Uh, and basically, that's like just a couple quick setup scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the meat of the short is uh, the co-worker takes him to a restaurant for lunch or dinner or something. Uh to discuss the details of their plan to like rob a banker or whatever the the heist is or something, uh, but uh, several things worry Jeffrey: the coworker's previous experience, uh, the plan, and his disregard for people overhearing. So it starts off as Jeffrey being like, "Man, I'm not gonna have enough money to pay rent, to pay my student loans, to help out my partner's hospital bills, or." whatever and so it's like this kind of, kind of serious i mean i don't know how serious those first introductory scenes are uh but it's you know hey i need to get money uh-huh. so i'm going to do something bad to to get money to help out but then it turns kind of comedic where it's uh really thinking okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna work with this guy to get money and then it turns out that the guy has no idea what he's talking about. He's like, "Okay, we're gonna do, we're we're gonna do all these other crimes to take attention away from the real crime." It's like, "Wait, have you ever done this bef- before?" And it's like, well, "No, but I've seen it happen." Mm-hmm. And and like just not like the waiter comes by and overhears and things like that. And I think it's just like a kind of a, a dark comedy, maybe not even dark comedy, but like just. That's funny. Yeah. I can see where you're sort of taking ideas from, you know, other things that you have. I know you were talking yeah. about the murder one, the because that's another idea that you had. I yeah. hope that we can build that one out. Oh, yeah. Like taking pieces of that and combining it into something similar but different. I think that's a great idea. I really, what I resonated with, not that I've ever done this, but the <laughs> we're going to... We're going to do other crimes to hide this one. And all of a sudden they're like four felonies deep or whatever yeah. versus just the the whatever charge, you know, yeah. that they were originally going to do. I Yeah, I, I think that's really neat. And I think to go into like the character development of the main character is the person who needs to get the money. But the interesting character is, is the quote unquote poser, the one yeah. who, right? And so we get to see this. And this could be a whole... This little, this could be a, a longer, like, uh, to fill out that whole story, or yeah. it could really be a very short and condensed, just two characters with yeah. peripheral characters, but just two characters with this just really weird interaction, two weeks of fr- weird friendship. Like, we could build it out so it's like, well, we could, you know, have them go and rob stuff and then see what happens. Or the whole thing could be them just figuring out what's going on. Yeah. And then at the end, it just ends or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, that's what my thought is, is that the the bulk of it is just sitting uh-huh. at this, at, like, like the way I envision it uh-huh. is 
to make it accessible, like we just have it at like an outdoor seating table at like Standing Stone yeah. Coffee Company or okay. something like that. Or I mean, we can easily fake something like that yeah. as well, yeah. uh, where it looks like we're outside a restaurant, but we just are at a, uh-huh. an outdoor an outdoor table. Uh, and yeah, most of it is just Jeffrey slowly realizing that this guy doesn't know what the heck he's uh-huh. talking about and then he says something while the waiter's right there it's like so that's when we do the murder part <laughs> <laughs> and and then he's just like why okay can i i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick <laughs> uh yeah. and that kind of and then it just like ends i don't know how it ends but uh just Com- like, comedic a comedic ending would be jeffrey going to the bathroom seeing a we're hiring at the restaurant and applying. <laughs> sure. Right? Uh but no, that is very funny. Yeah. So. I think I, I think that could be very doable. It does really the hard part with this though is it really relies on good acting. Otherwise it's awkward and not fun to watch. Yeah. So good acting and then um you know getting interesting camera angles that really help Put the awkwardness or or sort of the uncomfortability of the situation. We're really having to use uh, those camera angles to capture that yeah. because it is just a conversation. Really, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's my more fleshed out idea that I have. Uh, one thing that I was trying to th- figure out that maybe we can discuss either now or uh, later is. Like, what job does Jeffrey and this coworker currently have? Yeah. Uh, is it something where it would be feasible that, like, the coworker might seem like he could get into shady stuff, at, like, by proxy, mm-hmm. uh, things like that? Uh, what is the reason that he can't, uh, that Jeffrey can't make ends meet? Things like that uh, is mostly what I'm thinking about. But I think it just, as long as, like, we get that set up, mm-hmm. then. Like getting to the table at the restaurant, the rest just writes itself. Oh yeah, uh, like that. That's that's the part that's fun to think of. <laughs> just like that sketch that we did mm-hmm. uh, to promote season two back when we started back up, uh, and we were just sitting at some like bagel shop in Delaware, just yes, hashing out just random right. jokes. And it's like, okay, what if this happens? Yeah. And I, I think that once we get to you know get past that introductory thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the race course starts what's the analogy we're off to the races yeah yeah you really butchered that one <laughs> no. the race course starts <laughs> once we get there we're a race we're a horse. Racer. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good i uh i i want to i want to make that i do me too i do i think uh you should start writing it yeah but i think we should be sitting at a bagel shop in delaware yeah <laughs> or or we go to Standing Stone or some other breakfast yeah. place and, and it's like, yeah, can we get a bagel? It's like anything on it. Just bagel. Just the bagel. That's sort of brain juice. Brain juice. <laughs> Do you want it toasted? Gross. No. no. What are you talking about? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. No. That's oh, good maybe idea. it would be good for the coworker to also uh, do... Uh, kind of stereotype rude things to do to, to mm-hmm. waiters mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and service staff. Uh, which obviously we would never do, no. but but we've been in those kinds of jobs where we know mm-hmm. the the standard protocol of being mean, being mean, yeah, yeah, and, uh, just like ordering something with all these really unnecessary qualifiers and things like that. You know what? This is completely off topic, but some people think that that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine if it's, like, you know, you're trying to avoid allergies or something. Oh, of course. But some people take it to an extreme when they have no such restrictions. Yeah. Or it's not on the menu. Or it's not on the menu. That's the big one. (laughs) Okay. Don't even get me started. (laughs) It reminds me, this is another tangent, but that just reminds me of a scene from Ant-Man when Paul Rudd is working at Baskin-Robbins for like a minute and there's just the guy at the register and he's like mm, I'll just take whatever's hot it's like we're Baskin Robbins we sell ice cream it's like just whatever's fresh and ready he's like dude <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Ant-Man good movie yeah. Doctor Strange come out this week it. 
But uh, well, yeah, we we still have to get. We were talking about this a little bit, or I was thinking about it uh, as we were eating earlier that we still got to do our series where I force you to watch all the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You really have to force me. Yeah, like you're going to because in all this time I haven't just the first thought that pops into my head is not to sit down on a couch and watch it. It's to watch baseball or soccer or meat eater or something. Meat eater? Yeah, with Steven Rinella. It's a good show. I have no recollection of this. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my idea number one. Okay. What is your first idea? Let me pull out the handy dandy notebook here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, something I came up with based on really logistics of shooting. A larger influence on what folks on YouTube have done. So this may sound probably if you look up creativity or self-help or something. There's Mopsy <laughs> Burby. Um, you may see something similar to this. But I, I, I largely sat down and was like, oh, this would be cool because I know we could do this. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm not sure what a title would be. Um but something, something, the influence of of envy or something like that. Just mm. with that in mind, I was like, "How can? What can I create?" Um, and so we're the whole point of this is looking into someone's, um, you know, creative energy, right? Looking yeah. into what uh, is sort of the catalyst that gets someone excited about something, and what are things that uh, that will help that person. Um, really you know dive into that creativity and and create something and so this is partially uh, a sort of like a story or or an experience that i've felt and maybe you have at the end once once we figure this out um but basically we're 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 seeing this person and this person's excited uh and wants to learn about videography for instance it could be photography it could be something like that but the whole idea is that this person does not have the actual equipment yet, does not have uh, the money to purchase these things. Uh, and so what we're seeing is just excitement and the energy to create stuff without the means to yeah. create things. And so we get to look into this person talking with other people and like establishing what type of feel and look and all of that stuff, all of the things that we talk about and is it consuming a lot of like videos on YouTube, people talking about tech and stuff uh, and starts, this person has a goal and starts working and starts to make money and starts to, to get that money. And what we're really focusing on in this initial part of the, the whole scene is a sort of overflowing of creative energy that has no outlet. Hmm. That's the point. And so the outlet hopefully it comes towards the end. So we're gearing up to this person buying the things that they want, right? And that they need. And so, you know, going to work and stressing and all about that stuff. And this person finally gets the tools, right? Finally gets the tools, whatever that is, to to actually create and put forth that energy that we've seen blossom early on. Mm-hmm. And part of the irony is that once it's gotten, once we've gotten the stuff, Again, I'm picturing videography equipment, all gimbal and camera and mics and stuff. It comes in the mail and the person's all excited and and puts all of the stuff into a a cabinet, into a closet. And and life starts to go on. And we start to see that really initial explosion of creativity and ideas fade away Mm. as the purchasing, once the purchase has been done... It starts to fizzle away because now the the work of creating and learning and all that stuff to really put it to good work, good use, is not there. And so all of this equipment is in a, in a closet and, it, and weeks go by and it just starts to start to collect dust and we see a, a, a waning of interest. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, there's a spark and that spark... Uh, the person decides that they want to start doing something and they have their phone. And the end of this whole thing is that this person now has the phone and has started to shoot video on their phone and has started to record audio on their phone and take pictures on their phone. And they go back to edit it and they they realize that in that entire 
whole, you know, peak and low of creativity really at the end was using the available resources that that person had mm. at the very beginning to create something and they create something, but all of that stuff, all of that money used to create the things that they thought were needed actually was a barrier and actually didn't allow them to do what they wanted to do. Mm. And in fact, it was a whole waste. It wasn't necessarily a waste, but in our eyes as a viewer, we see a whole waste of time and energy on something that didn't have to happen. And so the idea is, in the end, the idea is it's not the tech that we have. It's utilizing the things that we need to remember we have that we take for granted. And actually still put forth that energy and create things and tell those stories. And so there's really no replacement um, for just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what there, there's no replacement for actually. I was, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like pull it all together. But that's kind of what I was picturing because that's sort of an experience. Not, not that I've done it, but I've definitely felt the, yeah. the excitement of buying it. And then once it's time to put the work in, it's yeah. so hard yeah. to actually finalize that. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's not something the company. I was fleshing. No, not the company. <laughs> that's just something that I was uh, fleshing out. And it'd be so easy because we definitely could do something like this. Yeah. A lot of it's going to be somebody's everyday life, though. And so we'd be able to replicate that. Yeah. And I mean, we have equipment boxes and stuff. So like I'm thinking like, how could we actually make this? And would it be interesting? And would we have a character that could portray all of that? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you envision it being shown? Like, are we actually hearing these conversations? Yes. So we're hearing. So that's part of it is that we are hearing the conversation similar to the way we talk. In when we get excited about stuff, we get excited about pitching ideas, we get excited about new technology in our fields that we're interested in and talking about it and say, oh, well, once we get this, we can do this and this and this. We get super excited, similar to the way that we've talked about doing any project that we've said we were going to do that we haven't done yet, right? We get excited about it and then it starts to fizzle away and then we see life start to just kind of take back over. And the idea is that we have this super bright and vibrant beginning. And then sort of a, a graying out as life starts to take over and work is, you know, taking more time and relationships are, you know, tension because yeah. there's just a pull that and this person isn't able to get their creative creativity out. And what I want to, like I said, I want to see that color burst in the beginning and then just sort of like a oh, mundane and then, and then a spark at the end. And that spark, hopefully, is going to resonate with the viewer. We don't need to show big firework colorful at the end. The spark is to resemble what's to come. And, yeah. and the whole idea is that by the end of this short, or however long it is, whatever it is, by the end of this sketch, the viewer is empowered. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I like it. I think... There, there needs to be, like, I think it would be easy to communicate the, like, that initial idea of, hey, I really want to do something. I want to be able to do something like these people I see on YouTube. <laughs> Mopsy's really excited right now for yeah. out of nowhere. Um, I, I want to replicate what these YouTubers are doing, what these people I watch on mm-hmm. TV or movies are doing. Uh, and just being able to like seeing all the boxes come in. Uh, I feel like there needs to be something visual to show once the, all the equipment is in, why they aren't doing something. I think that's just yeah, the, the tough that's, part. That is definitely going to be tough. What I envision this person excitement is the, the boxes are coming in and you just, this person's taking the box and putting it in a special spot. And then the next day, a couple more boxes, and he's super excited, putting it there and putting it there. And then and then I see all the boxes, everything's in. Super yeah. exciting. Goes to work, comes back, has to do all this stuff. Can't get to it. Yeah. We take it, we get it cut to the boxes in the in the thing. The next day, does stuff. 
cut to the boxes in the thing doesn't have time yeah. the next day. And that's sort of like we're showing a, f- a flow of time and, and we see sort of not an accumulation of dust, but it starts to, it's not as organized and stuff. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it is. Passage of time. Uh, like this person at work just watching stuff <laughs> like on their phone or on their yeah. computer at work and just day by day, you know, having ideas, buying the equipment, coming home, mm-hmm. seeing that it's there. And then to show that lack of drive once the equipment is there, coming home and just like walking straight past it. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, like being so tired, going straight to bed, going like doing whatever and just being mm-hmm. like, I can't do this right now. And and I think the, to get even more like meta, even deeper into what the, this isn't all, this isn't about tech. Yeah. This is about getting excited about something. And then when the real work has to be done, we, we push it aside and, and maybe even forget about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the technology could be a relationship. The technology could be any one of those things. The idea that I'm trying to get to is that the viewer can use, can the viewer, us, when we're watching it, we can see those boxes as technology. Yeah. Or we can see those boxes as anything that we've neglected. Yeah. Yeah. It's really right? anything where, you know, you, it's the honeymoon phase. Yes. Of exactly. I, I I have what what I wanted to do, and then it just kind of dies away. Yes. And then it's forgetting what made you want to do that, or made you like some person in the first place, or whatever. Exactly. It is. Exactly. And then the spark. Mm-hmm. And then we end on back. the spark. The yeah. idea is that the spark allows us to think. Whoa! What What is that person going to do next? Yeah. So I don't. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That was like a, a 20 minute, 45 minute earlier at work brain session. I was like, oh, what can <laughs> I think about? So, yeah. That's extremely meta. <laughs> I know, I know. Thinking about this while at work. Well, I, yeah. 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 So, do you want to do your second idea, or should I do my second idea? Um, I think we both have smaller, less specific, kind of just broader themes that we might want to do. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's um. Yeah, let's go back to your. Let's see what you have in mind. All right. Uh, so, uh, another thing that I was thinking. So, so my first idea, a little bit more comedic, going on. But I want to try to do more, I mean, we've talked about this, just doing more that is not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing something more dramatic, maybe thriller or horror-esque, just to broaden my horizons. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, how do you do that with the resources that we have and the time that we have? And so, one thing I was thinking of is just doing a short uh, that is... This would be extremely easy to shoot because I just had the idea of doing uh, basically just a conversation at like a dinner table or just in someone's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my initial broad idea is that it's just two people who are catching up. Uh, there's a movie that I haven't seen, but I, I know it's a similar vibe where it's a, a straight up feature length movie called My Dinner with Andre, where it's two people talking at a restaurant. That's all it is. It's like 80 uh-huh. minutes of people talking at a restaurant. Hmm. Um, this wouldn't be 80 minutes, but it would be uh, basically just kind of like this: the stages of a conversation at a dinner table. Uh, and it also comes to one of like the scene that really inspires me in a lot of things that I channeled a little bit in Y-Men, but uh, didn't uh, go fully uh, as far as I wanted to go in the more dramatic vibe. But there's a scene in La La Land where uh, the two main characters, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, are having dinner. uh, And uh, it starts off as just a normal conversation, but then, you know, slowly devolves into an argument. And it's like ultimately what ends the relationship and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it starts off just like a standard uh, over the shoulder of each person. uh, And then as it gets progressively shakier... Then, like, when Ryan Gosling or whoever stands up, then it switches to, like, a handy cam following throughout the room and things like that. I want to be able to do something 
of that style where it is just two people having a conversation and maybe it starts off friendly, but then it gets a little bit, you know, the relationship worsens. I don't know if it's like a relationship argument or if it's uh, maybe is more thriller-esque or Mm horror-esque where one person learns of terrible things that the other person did or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but that's just kind of kind of what I was thinking because I think there's a lot of neat opportunities, one visually for uh, just kind of variety in uh, camera work and cinematography as the conversation goes on and as you know the tone of the conversation develops, as well as like trying to do lighting in different ways just throughout like the the room or in the house uh, that I think is a little bit more easy to. Uh, manage on like that kind of small set mm-hmm. scale. Um, so yeah, my, my broad idea just being like just having a conversation and being able to write something that makes sense in the way that it devolves to something more dramatic, maybe thriller, horror-esque mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of taking advantage of the limited uh, set uh, dressing and things like that to make um mm-hmm make it visually interesting despite being in only one location and just two people. I'm trying to think, yeah. yeah. What it definitely in order to I mean that's I really like the idea. I'm trying to think of how we could do it with our limited acting skills. Right? Because we're we can't tap into we don't have a pipeline of actors for this. We you know so I'm trying to think if we can't see if we can't see our actors portraying the emotion yeah. that we needed to portray. I'm trying to think of how we can do that without seeing it on their face. And so right now there's sort of like a, well, and I guess the past couple of months it's been a sort of major, major mainstream thing, but sort of like the red flag thing, like the red <laughs> sure. flags, right? Yeah. You see it on like, oh, that's a red flag, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your red flag? What's mine? Yeah. Or like, what do I see as a red flag? What's your personal red flag? Like somebody that somebody would hate about me. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Okay, I'm yeah. sure Winter could name one right <laughs> off, like in a right in a second. Yeah, your ears. Uh, Anyways, go my, on. My ears. <laughs> <laughs> my my actual physical ears or my selective hearing. Both. Oh man, that is a double dipper. But especially uh, just kind of the way they look. I mean, I don't know. Like, I there's have, not much you can do about it. But I have very nice ears. <laughs> Folks have told me that they've complimented them. Actually, I'm sure Evan Birch did. He's a big. He yeah. He did. That's right. He does come and touch your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he'll never listen to this. <laughs> um, oh, anyways, sorry, sorry to that. interrupt. I for, um, your your flow. Oh no! Yes. Okay. So. It's difficult to portray that imp- that that uh, that emotion and sort of the yeah what we're going for the whole idea. So if it is a thriller type situation, we're looking for red flags. What yeah. I'm envisioning, we have one person. We'll call him the perpetrator. The person who the perp the perp the person <laughs> who has the red flags. Yeah, and we have the other person who is experiencing them and is. Uh, starting to get more weary as the night goes on at this restaurant, right? Well, this would just be in the house. Or in the house, okay? So even more thriller-like because now we're in a a situation, right? The call's coming from inside the house. Inside the house. Okay, so every time our perp indicates something or says something, this sort of red flag situation happens to our other person and we... Instead of trying to visually see it on their face every time, we get we cut to a a uh, a memory or something in that person's mind that will give us as the viewer a, a more understanding of what that person's feeling. Hmm. So that every time that that sort of red flag statement comes out or or something, the person more so and more so stops stops doubting their gut feeling and starts to realize so this is where the real thriller starts to happen because at the very end of this we have to have the perp thinking they have all the power and the other person thinking oh shit yeah and that's when it ends because the idea again similar to the last one is the idea right 
is that at the end of the movie or at the end of this whole thing, the viewer is like their heart is pounding because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'd love to be able to, I was thinking about this uh, unrelated uh, earlier today or maybe it was like yesterday or something. Uh, but I would love to have the skills to be able to write a cliffhanger that doesn't feel cheap. Like, exactly. uh, like an ending that is up to interpretation. Exactly. Basically, as exactly. opposed to like a standard cliffhanger where it's like, well, that's like, that's, that's cheap. I well, guess I've told really you, I think I've told you the, the one cliffhanger that haunts me. That is the like horrible. Haven't I? I'm pretty sure uh-huh. I have. What is it? Well, I hate to even talk about it, but it has left an imprint on me uh, in that anytime I think of cliffhangers and think of horror, I think of this. You want me to say it? Yeah. Clearly, it's not coming to my mind. I really hesitate to say this. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie, don't. But at the very end... Is this Human Centipede? Yes. At the very end (laughs) of one of the Human Centipede movies. I do vaguely remember this now. Yeah. I really hate to talk about this, but basically these people are connected. And the person (laughs) in the front dies. Yeah. The person in the back dies and the movie ends with the person in the middle still alive with their eyes open like that sort of like because we don't obviously that person's going to die but the but the the fact that that middle person is still alive at the very end of the movie if i'm remembering correctly it just haunts me yeah and that i mean that's a horrible idea like why on earth would anyone make a movie about it? but <laughs> but the way that that ended left such a thriller horror imprint on me that that writer did it so well to end or the director whoever chose to end it that way the eyes just wide open like <laughs> yeah so like uh, I hate to I hate to even bring it up but man talk about just intense power that that director whoever's idea it was has over every single viewer of that yeah and if only we could get a fraction of that for yeah. something we're trying to create. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just not do that. <laughs> no. Well, what's your second? I had a lot of ideas come through my head. I know a lot of older folks in my life who maybe aren't great storytellers, but have a lot of lived experiences that are worth worth having on record. Hmm. And so, as you know, the sort of stuff that I'm very interested in doing is relaying that inf- those stories and making them accessible. Um, and I think what I want to do, actually, is to even just starting with the people in my family and my life that are close, preferably my great my grandparents and other folks' parents and stuff who are older. I'm thinking maybe even Harry's dad or something. People who have lived through just turbulent and interesting times in history. And pulling, coming up with a theme and pulling ideas, trying to invoke those stories, trying to uh, get that feel of life that in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we're not going to be able to get anymore, right? I'm thinking of every day we lose a World War II vet, Mm. right? It's just that's, that's what it is. And every day that we go, we get farther and farther away from something so horrible. Right. And as we move forward and as we move forward, we lose stories. We lose history unless it's documented. Of course, I'm just sort of an amateur filmmaker when it comes to this. And so the best way to practice something like this would be to sit down and get those stories, even if they're not as anything close to what a World War II vet went through. Yeah. Heck, a World War One vet. Right. There's even fewer of those, of course, if, if any now. Yeah. And uh and I wouldn't want to practice with that. And and so my idea is to just start with my family and start with my friends' family and talk to grandparents and perhaps even great grandparents if they're still alive and try to find a theme or try to find a, a time period in which I can just ask them what was something that was powerful for you in the seventies? What was something powerful for you when you were ten in the 40s right Mm. 
and try to f- and try to build story around that as practice, yeah. right? A portfolio builder, but it, it it holds so much power, it holds so much emotion because people start to reminisce, right? And they start to get nostalgic, or or they start to th- or they think about times when they were when it was actually horrible, and now and now they're telling me this like a very vulnerable situation. Uh, and I want to practice to be able to be empathetic, of course, or sympathetic, I should say, and practice document it in the way that that story holds its power hmm. and in, outside of just a one-on-one conversation with somebody that I know, like a grandparent or something like that. And so that's sort of what I want to go with. And the idea is, uh, as we've seen now, those, we've talked about this, those rule of thirds and those like camera angles are starting to become more lenient and the idea is to practice and to figure out what best camera angle what best uh, actual situation in the room that we have or the camera that we have to make the story pop out even more Hmm. even if it's a story of my grandmother riding a bike when she was 10 and picking sunflowers right something like that right but the idea is that we want that story to be as powerful as it was as powerful as a memory that she's remembering 70 years ago her doing this so i know it might sound a yeah. little cheesy but like that's just powerful for sure. me yeah and and i think we have a an obligation as storytellers to try to continue those memories um with our art with our yeah. art form so you're thinking just just capturing the way that they are telling the story and just trying yeah. to capture it in an interesting way in an interesting way and in an authentic way mm. yeah yeah but I haven't come up with sort of a theme or sort of a something that encapsulates all of the ideas. I just sort of have a broad, like, I want to talk to these people and I want to somehow let them be who they are and tell the stories that they have Sure. with a camera next to them. Because everything changes as soon as the camera comes out. It's incredible. Yeah. Right. And so, I don't know, I have to practice that. And so that's, might as well practice on the people who trust me. Right. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's good. It's easy to do. You just gotta yeah, find the right person and, and find the right space, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and ask the right questions or just get somebody in the right state of mind, um, to be vulnerable and, and know that it's okay. Yeah. Tricky stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what's, what's easier doing a sketch like that or something like this. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. But you can see the way even I even talk about it, I'm very passionate about it. And oh, yet, yeah. And yet it's just so difficult to to do. Yeah. Because I have to just go outside my comfort zone. Yeah. Hmm. Shout out to the comfort zone. Comfort zone. Do you know <laughs> what episode that was? Uh, no. Oh, Jacob. Come on now. I can look it up. It was definitely this one. That was probably like last summer. So that was like almost a year ago. That's probably August, episode twenty four. Wow, that was half of the podcast ago. Because this is forty nine. Yeah. Wow, time flies. Time flies. One year, Jacob. We started this COVID. when you were in Cleveland. Yeah, and think of how much has changed since then. I live here. I went to Scotland. You got married or something? I'm still not clear on what that was about. <laughs> Just trying to delay, you know, delay podcast. <laughs> awesome. No. Yeah. No, I liked that session. Now yeah. we have to do one of them. Yeah. At least. Yeah. We'll hopefully do all of them at some point, but we got to choose one right now. We have to choose one right now. What are you leaning towards? You know, I is I think that your writing plays a crucial role in how fast we could come up with something like this. I have yeah. I have these ideas and they can be as like they can be pretty well rounded in my head and even just speaking them out now. But just the simple like pulling dialogue together that that makes sense or just the simple stuff that you as a writer have practiced and done I feel like you probably have a better grasp on just where to start because before we can film anything, you have to have that script or you have to have that sequence and that's something that you're good at. And so I'm almost, I'm sort of like leaning towards 
you know, your first one that you've done because it's pretty well laid out. All sure. we need to do is get it on a, a script and start sending it out to some of our friends to see who'd be willing to, to, yeah. to, to be a part of it. And so I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I don't know. Is, yeah. is that what you're thinking as well? I think so. I mean, it's selfish because it, it's my idea, but it is something that I, I have... You know, like you mentioned, I, I have a, a somewhat of an outline for it. And I think it'd be easy to just like get together and just pitch jokes yeah, and things like that. Um, I think it, it would be a good starting point to just have something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, that all now depends on my ability to actually write something. Well, we're hoping you do. Yeah. But, like that's the goal because yeah. we're, we're balancing. We're, we're in our teeter-totter, right? Yeah. Going up and down, we're balancing, and your writing is balancing out potentially my support in shooting and editing, obviously with each other's feedback and yeah. and help and support. Like I'll throw a couple of like, how can we reword something, or how can we come up with a certain joke that actually hits? Like those yeah. are things we have conversations about. But really, I think that's where our balance uh, sets. So I'm sort of relying on you for this, and hopefully that gives you enough like push to let's. Let's do this uh, drive, I should yeah. say, and then once that's once we've done that, then that that sort of that teeter totter starts to tip, you know, up in your direction, and now it's my turn to start, you know, pulling it together with the same vision that you were, without using the same word, envisioning. Yeah. In your in your your script. Yeah. Let's do it. Easy. Easy. Decision well, let's give made. us our t- let's give us a little bit of parameters. I talked about not having parameters. We talked about having too many parameters. <laughs> so what's the date today? The second? This I'm going to be gone second. for two weeks. Yeah, maybe I try to have a draft done by the time you get back. By the time I get back, and that's three weeks from now. Yeah, so, so basically by the end of by the month. By the end of the month, we'll have a draft. Yeah. By the end of next month, when is that? May? April? April, May, June. June. <laughs> by the end of June, by the end of June... We I have, don't know, September or something. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> By the end of June, we have people who will play the parts, right? Yeah. Uh, we have all the gear that we know we're going to need. We have the scenes already selected. Yeah, we the have locations. the locations. Everything is organized. Yeah. And we shoot for, let's say, a weekend. Because that's probably all we're going to get if oh, we're yeah. going to be trying to pulling friends. Yeah. For I don't like think this. that's all we would really need. So shoot for a weekend. Maybe shoot for one day, whatever it ends up being, a long yeah. day of shooting. And then and that's sort of when we then we then we go to edit. And so by the end of July, have yeah. it done. Yeah. It se- like so when we're talking about this for the folks listening, this is probably going to be a ten minute thing. Yeah. Right? But now you see in us talking about it, here we are pitching it. Life is starting to get in the way. But but as you see, we're scheduling out. Yeah. And we're making we're giving ourselves parameters. We're giving ourselves enough scope to do it. But it's it's just a, this is a three month pro- process. Well, yeah. Two two and a half. So for a ten minute video, ten minute thing. Yeah. That just shows you sort of how we at least create things in our creative workflows. Yeah. Well, we'll hopefully create something. Oh no, we, you know, we're, we're going to. It. Yeah. yeah. Positivity. Well, we and if it's bad, you just won't see it. Yeah. We'll talk about if it's bad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ten episodes in the future. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Well, I guess the ball's in my court now. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Well, this will feed directly into my goal from last week. There you go. Is to be more consistent in writing throughout the week. But I'll figure that out tomorrow. Because it's late. I'll think about it tomorrow. Let's uh, wrap up. Let's wrap up. I'm definitely not procrastinating. I can go first. Okay, go for it. Since I always force you to go first. We should have a timer for these. This should be a new thing. I feel like you (laughs) take up too much time. Uh, Excuse you. I think I take up less (laughs) time than you. We should have a timer. (laughs) Like a chess where you hit the timer timer, when you you do your move. Um, so, uh, my definitely not procrastinating. I mentioned before we took our break that I wanted to do, uh, really delve into my video game side more since I do play a lot of video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a game that came out in February called Elden Ring Mm -hmm. that I loved. 
uh harry watched <laughs> watched me play most of it uh and it was a great time just after work we would get back and, and just hang out and play uh it's an action adventure like role-playing game uh it's from a developer who makes games where they don't really tell you the story up front you really have to like survey the environment that you're in and see the clues that they lay out and read descriptions and things like that and pay attention to gather the story uh and i think that's a really cool way of just doing environmental storytelling with like elden ring specifically is kind of like a fantasy uh medieval a kind of thing with magic and and uh like families who are the you know rulers of the land but the land is now in disarray whatever uh it's just it's a cool way to tell a story and it's also just a fun game uh it's also very hard but uh that's what that developer is known for from software um but uh yeah it's it's fun to learn how to play those games and just the, the stories that they come up with is cool. Uh, it's actually also, like, the story is somewhat uh, helped out by George R. R. Martin, who did Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Elden Ring's cool. Uh, it's on basically everything except for Nintendo Switch. Uh, so yeah. That brings up an interesting point. Uh, wouldn't it be really cool to talk with the story, uh, the story developers for games? Yeah. Because I feel like developers who actually create the animations and stuff get a lot of credit and the, the you know, people directing like the main team members who are putting out the, the but the actual storytelling the yeah. actual like character development and stuff plot and everything sub quests and everything like that that takes a lot of yeah. brain power there's actually a new podcast that started up it's like once a month but it's like a current video game writer talking with another video game writer. Uh-huh. Uh, and I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I was going to in the car, but the mix was weird in my car. Maybe it was the podcast. I don't know. I'm not one to talk. Uh, but uh, so I just haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah, it is something that I'm definitely very interested in. But yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Elden Ring. How about you? Well, I brought a book that I just started. <laughs> Because I didn't quite finish my last book I talked about last week. So I, I just started this one, so I had something to talk about. Uh, it's called The Nine Mile Wolves by Rick Bass. Okay. okay. It's about wolves, of course. Cool. And there's sort of a interesting love-hate relationship with, with wolves. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that this book dives into that. Uh, a lot of people... Wolves are endangered, right? Right. And so a lot of people uh, want to see the wolves, you know, come back in large numbers and stuff. But they do. They are predators. So they are eating people's cattle. They're wrecking havoc on land. They're they're doing a lot of things. They're eating um, deer and a lot of animals that people are passionate about in the conservation world as well. And so there's a really interesting, like, line between, well, are wolves native here? So reintroducing wolves out west. Uh, and what sort of impact does it have after we sort of eliminated them from the food chain uh, when, when, when they were hunted and stuff. And so I'm hoping, like I said, I'm only a couple pages in or a couple chapters in, but I'm hoping that this book talks about that. Uh, I was uh, my, my, I guess my brother-in-law, so my sister's husband, Noah, he lives out in Montana with Nakia. And uh, he told me to read this book. He also told me to read uh another book that I'll talk about in future episodes, mm. but I've gotten into, you know, literature about, you know, public lands, of course, and, 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 you know, proper uh, conservation um, of the land and, and proper hunting techniques and stuff like that, that, um, you know, our ancestors for hundreds and hundreds of years followed uh, and had a relationship with the land and stuff like that. So I'm very interested in that. Now it's sort of my new kick. Mm. Um, and hopefully I'm not just reading these books and putting them in the closet and not doing anything about it. So, nice. uh, that's, that's what I'm going through again. That's, uh, the nine, the nine mile wolves, uh, by Rick Bass. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. I think this is a very productive episode. It was productive. It was long. I have a long, long drive back over the mountain. Yeah, you do. My dog is tired. Yeah. And well, uh, hopefully that makes it easier for you. It Maybe will. she'll just pass out. Yeah. She likes to stick her head out the window, though. Uh, of the three or four times Brownie's had to go into the vet, he's thrown up twice. Oh, really? He doesn't like the car? 
Uh, well, I think it's specifically the the mountain up to State College. Really? That Mopsy maybe. loves it. Yeah. She's silly. Yeah. She's silly. Oh, again, I'll remind you next time. I'll, I'll tell the story of how I got the 16 in my Twitter name. Oh, of course. And your Twitter name is? I don't know. Nate Ulrich 16. I yeah. Think. Yeah. How do I know it better than you? I don't know. I say it every week. Is that your Instagram name as well? I think so. I think I made them at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at Jacob Yesback. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's it. All right. Next week. Next week, a very special episode lined up. Very special episode. And hopefully we have uh, an idea of what the next week, two weeks after that look like. And we'll let you know. Yeah. Because it's going to be complicated. That's true. With you. All right. It's always you. We'll see you later, Jacob. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find both artists in the description for this episode, along with links to our social media. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can email your questions, topics, rainbow suggestions, and more to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.